Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome back everybody. Money Mondays, we do this every Monday at 3.30-ish. Central Standard Time, and you are here with your host, Ben Suttles and Ferris Musa. We are Disrupt Equity, and we are bringing Money Mondays to you. Welcome back, everybody. It's a lovely Monday, a little bit dreary here in Houston, Texas, but we just got back from a lot of different things. Where were we last week? We were in Galveston, team meeting, team- uh, Had all the managers come out, budget boot camp, and working through budgets, and kind of a little morale as well for them, so that was a good time, and then- It was a haunted hotel. Haunted hotel. I didn't see any ghosts. I tried. I really, yeah. really did try. And it's yeah. funny, I was, uh, I didn't even tell you this, uh, the guy, IT guy that I was interviewing, him and his girlfriend had stayed there. He's like, isn't that the haunted hotel? I'm like, yes it is. So, yeah. <laughs> Next year it's gonna be at the Driscoll, which is another haunted hotel, apparently Most the number haunt- one. The only historic building in the coast of Texas. And one of the most haunted hotels in Texas, apparently. I know, so. I think it's number two behind Driscoll. But anyway, we are here to talk real estate, folks. So thank you for tuning in. Again, Money Mondays, we do this every Monday at 3.30. We are talking about, is now the time to invest in multifamily real estate? And I'm gonna answer that question really, really quickly. It's always a good time to invest in multifamily yeah, real estate. It's all about what you do, how you yes. do it, and how do you protect yourself, right? But, Nobody has a crystal ball, real estate is cyclical, and so it's really about the long term. So it's not about a quick buck, although you can make that in real estate, it's really about the long-term and reducing your exposure. So, okay, so we had some questions come in. Let's get right into this, right? With the changes of the market, have you had and your team slowed down on underwriting? (laughs) I love this guy. He really is doing work, folks. Everybody was always questioning, what is he doing? He's not checking emails. He's there, he's there. The only one that does work around here in this office to begin with. Yeah, I just up here, I jaw a lot, I jaw a lot. On this desk, at least. The rest of the team does work, Ben, not so much. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate you, buddy. All right, have you or your team slowed down on underwriting deals? I would say absolutely, it is just slowed down in general, right? Now, Not as much inventory, plus we were heads down with a lot of deals, and luckily that's winding down, and we're starting to peep our heads back up. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, some of it was because we're busy. We've had six deals, the last one's gonna close next week. Right, and some of these deals have been back from March, April, and May of earlier in this year. So we had to obviously have some adjustments on the pricing. We had to work through the debt. That just takes time. So we've slowed down on underwriting deals, but we're still in the market. We're still actually doing some LOIs, and we're actually still underwriting some deals. But I'd say inventory more for the end of the year. Yeah, inventory has slowed down for sure. So I think people just need to realize that there's just not a lot of product up, out there. You're only selling if you have to, you're coming up on a term, the end of your loan term, or you have to sell for some other reason, right? But if you could hold on, most people are holding on, Yes. right? You know, so that's just kind of where things are at, right? So another question that came in, what economic factors make the current climate a great opportunity to invest in multifamily? I'll say rent growth and inflation. Those two things yeah. make multifamily attractive. Rent growth, I mean, we're getting significant rent yeah, growth across huge. the market. Now, there's a point in, There's a point where people won't be able to absorb the rent growth, and so, you know, that job wages are not growing as quickly as rent growth, so that's always a concern. But for the time being, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of rent growth, right? And with that inflation, there is job growth or, you know, income growth, and so that'll help as well. And then I'll say the last piece of that is with the rent growth and inflation, guess what? 
that makes real estate a very attractive asset to park in, which yeah. does increase a different kind of demand, right? Long-term, let's park the money and ride it out because again, you get the, those benefits over time, so. So I'd also, I'd also add, right, you know, um, is it a great time to invest in multifamily? I think again, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think it's always a good time to get into real estate regardless of where you're at in the cycle. You just have to find the right deal. And without a whole lot of people in the market, which is what's happening right now, like, you know, we're talking to brokers from coast to coast, right? They had 30 offers back at the beginning of the year. Now they have three, right? So literally the amount of offers has dropped 90%. And so they're not getting this feeding frenzy, which means that pricing isn't going through the roof. So it could be a good opportunity to pick up a good deal too, right? Brokers are actually calling people back. In some cases, they're chasing us, which is nice because <laughs> this is probably the first time in five years that that's happened. Um, you know, but they're looking to get deals done. Again, sellers that are in the market are looking to sell. So people are getting creative, right? Pricing is adjusting and that's a good thing, right? I think that there was, it was a little frothy there for a little while. And so it's nice to kind of come back to something that's a little bit normal, right? So we talked about this, Ferris talked about this a little bit, right? How is multifamily investments a hedge against inflation? I'd say the easiest way to think about it, right, is every 12 months we get to re-rack rents, right? So if our expenses have gone up, guess what? We increase the rents accordingly, right? Whereas say for office or industrial or some of these other commercial real estate properties, those rents are locked in for sometimes five, 10, 15 years. Right now, they might have a nominal rent escalator, but it's probably not going to keep up with the the amount of inflation that we've had over the last year, right? So it's nice to have that because we can hedge against it, yes, right? Man. I think the other way that you can hedge against it, and this is just commercial real estate in general, right, is getting that long-term permanent debt too, right? Yeah. And, uh, which is always nice. Absolutely, and I'd say reserves. That's the other and thing. And reserves too. Reserves are an obvious hedge. I mean, right now is the time to raise more money, yep. play it safe. You can always give it back in a year or two, right? So All really right. quick, Money Mondays is every Monday, 3.30 Central. If you have comments, questions, ideas, please leave them. We will go through them. Yes. Um, let's see, our buddy Ronnie says, we had a couple comments. So one of the best buying opportunities of our lifetimes, just need to capitalize deals well with yes. plenty of reserves and tight rate caps. That's exactly what we're saying. That's what we're Lots saying, buddy. Lots of reserves. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and man. good rate caps. Uh, it says, what are your thoughts on rising home mortgage rates on how that will affect rental demand? I think, so I, I think it actually, it's, it's good for us, yeah. right? Because people aren't going to be able to afford those homes that maybe they were able to afford six to 12 months ago, yep. right? Like in those payments are actually going up quite a bit. As a person buying a house, it's painful. <laughs> it really is. So, you know, ultimately with that, right, people will stay either where they are mm -hmm. or if they need to go find a place, most likely they might go to an apartment, right? Yeah. If you're not, you know, if you're already in an apartment, you're probably going to stay in an apartment. Buying a house got significantly more expensive over yeah. the past couple of months. And so that only helps apartments, you know, for better or for worse, right? So, And I'd say, again, what's happening in the single family market is somewhat similar in the, in the sense that there's not a lot of people transacting. There's not a lot of inventory that's happening, right? Because again, sellers are feeling like they're not gonna get their best price. Buyers are only buying if they have to, right? You know, because interest rates are up. So you just have to take that into consideration. All of that is going to obviously, you know, kind of affect pricing. But, you know, ultimately, when it comes to people trying to get into the market, you know, um, you know, are they gonna stay in a single family? Are they gonna go to single family? Are they gonna rent? What are they gonna do? I would say those first time home buyers are gonna sit on the sidelines, 
right? They're going to wait it out. They're going to say, you know, maybe next year might be a little bit better. Maybe 2024 when everybody in the news is telling me that the economy is going to be better and interest rates are going to be down. Maybe I should buy a house then. Well, guess what? Unless they want to go back, move back with mom and dad back in the house, they're going to stay in an apartment a little bit longer, which is totally fine for us, right? We're apartment Absolutely. investors. We like that type of stuff. So what advice would you give an investor trying to time the market? Ah. Timing the market is worse than time in the market. That's so true. I said the other way around. Time in the market is better than timing the market. We don't know if it's going to go up or down. What we do know is yes. what prices are, what risk exposure may be ahead. We don't know everything, but you know within a certain you know safety threshold, and then you plan accordingly, right? That's really what it's about. And so again, prices may take, I mean, heck, COVID's a perfect example. Everybody thought prices were going to fall pretty hard, right? And everybody was kind of bundling up for that. And next thing you know, Pricing of multifamily shot through the roof, and it just it pisses us off because so, we, we probably could have bought a lot of <laughs> a lot of deals, for right? Like six and, you months, know, but it's and all so good. again, you, as you get more mature in the business, and I again I've learned this many times, and stocks and real timing the market is tough. Yes, I would say it's almost impossible, the, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, and so that's why I'm a big always be in the market, we, just underwrite to where things are at right now and where you actually, can foresee them being in the next twelve months, yeah, right? So, you know, so we just came back from a property, uh, you know, the other side of town that we're buying. We met the CEO of the lender out yep. there actually, and he was talking. He was trying to pick our brains, and really, they're trying to understand even themselves, yeah. right? A multi-billion-dollar lender, right? What does what, what the, what's going to happen in the market with inflation where it's at, with rates where yeah. it's at, with, you know, even things like what's going to happen to delinquency. They're trying to assess all this, right? They have a lot more resources than maybe you do or we do. So, again, they struggle with it. We're all going to struggle with it. So, again, yeah. it's not about timing. No, and it's it's all the reason that they were polling us is obviously we're boots on the ground. We have a management company. We see a lot of deals, and it was actually it was actually pretty insightful. Right? I mean, he was asking because he's trying to be a better better lender, trying to understand what's happening in the market. How can they be better in the future? And I think that that's important. We're always learning, right? Even a guy like that was a CEO of a multi billion dollar company, right? All right, moving along. What would you say to an investor who has sworn off investing in real estate as a result? of the climate interest rates. I'd say you're stupid. You're stupid. That's what I'd say. And I'm being, I'm actually, I would probably call you a couple other names, but the reason I'm saying that, I'm not trying to be mean, right? But if you look historically, interest rates are still very, very low, right? You know, I mean, they were way up here back in the 80s. They came down to the sixes. Then they, they kind of came down for about, you know, five to 10 years, but they're right back to where they were in the 2000s, folks. Right. So don't think that and don't think that for a second that real estate and apartment investing wasn't happening back then. Right. In the meantime, what's happened, too, is rents have gone through the freaking roof since the 2000s. So it actually looks like on a historical basis, a better investment right now because rents are so much higher. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, you find deals in every part of the cycle. You just have to underwrite them to the prevailing interest rate that's happening. And, and I'd say add to, I mean, you know, as an investor, if you're not investing in multifamily, the problem is really ultimately where do you put your money, right? If you're not putting it in anything, you're losing money just based on how high inflation is. Yes. So it's kind of a, a you know, it's, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing, right? Isn't that how it goes? Screwed if you do. Anyways, because again, if you do invest, all oh, rates are high, and, you know, multifamily is not as safe. Great, so I'm not going to invest. But then, if you don't invest, you're sitting on your money. You're losing seven percent elsewhere. So and, something and, to think about. And I would say, in all cases, definitely be investing in something, right? You know, it, sitting having your money sit in the bank is just you're literally losing money every month, 
right? So be investing in something. Even if you're getting 4%, 5%, that's way better than losing money in, in your bank account every month, right? You know, but, you know, anybody that hops out of the market because interest rates have gone up over, you know, you know, two, 300 basis points, you know, from the historic lows to what I really call kind of more of a, normal, a new normal, <laughs> You know, that's kind of a naive way to kind of go about the business, right? But to each their own, right? Um, are there any investments that you would stay away from at this time? Um, I would say that office is, you know, that's a little, you know, in certain that's, pockets. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's very location specific. Houston office, great. But even then, we still, for the right price, it's all good. No, I mean, I, I think away? anything for the right price, though, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, again, there's risk in everything, right? There's not a safer investment. There's exposure Right now, a lot of things. Um, I can't think of anything I'm just like, hey, this I would is like stay a- away from investments that don't have at least a rate cap in place, right? I think the one thing that, or that, you know, it's if it's not fixed, it needs to have a rate cap, right? And I, you know, you're gonna say, well, what lenders are gonna allow people to do it? We just had one that just allowed us to do it on a DFW deal. Now we ended up buying a tight cap on it anyway, even though they didn't make us do it. But just imagine if interest rates just spiked to ten. Right, you know, you're gonna have to step in there and pay that note if your property also, can't support that. Stay away from investments you don't understand. That's also that's important. <laughs> I think in all cases that's probably right now. Make important. sure you understand the deal. You understand the structure, right? You know, because again, the market is no longer gonna save these deals like it has been. Yeah. So again, making sure it's a deal that has a clear business plan and something you can get behind, and not just hope you're gonna sell for a big dollar sometime later. Yeah, and, and I'd say you know. Resumes, track record, that helps folks, right? We're in for probably a little bit more choppy waters. And I think you need to invest your money with people that kind of can get through that chop. And I'm not saying that people starting off shouldn't get into the deals or that they're not gonna be able to find good deals or they might not all ultimately be successful. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying if we're talking about risk adjusted, you know, you've got one person's deal and they've never done anything versus somebody that's done 20 of these types of deals you can kind of get the point here, right? So um, again, not telling you not to invest in that person that's that's gonna do their first deal, but might be a little bit more risky, especially right now, right? So last but not least, is now the time to invest in multifamily? Always the time to invest I in know, multifamily. I know. You know what I mean? Right now it's a different kind of set of deals, right? Right now you do have the few guys that are needing to get out. Most buyers are on the sideline. I mean, we just had lunch with a broker really filling it out. Oh. And that's where you can find deals, right? Where, hey, someone needs to sell, not enough guys are showing to buy it. Guess what? That you can get a deal that you make sense to you. Yeah. So, you know, it's always a deal if both sides are willing to agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's what a negotiation is, right? It's a win-win. And I think that there's there are guys and gals right now coming up on their loan term or they're in trouble, they don't have enough reserves. The other thing too is, is that maybe they've already bought their rate cap for the first two or three years and they're coming up and they have to buy another rate cap. Well, guess what? what's happened to rate caps? We've talked about it on this show plenty of times, right? Rate caps have gone up 10X. So that rate cap that you had been escrowing that you thought was gonna cost you 300,000 now costs you 1.5, right? If you don't have that 1.2 delta, which let's, let's be honest, you know, probably eight out of 10 shops don't have that money just sitting on the sidelines. What are they going to do, right? You either got to refinance or you got to sell, and you got to do it pretty quick because your lender, your current lender, is going to expect you to have that in place, and they're not going to pay for it out of their own pocket. They're going to put it back on you. So if you don't have it in escrow, so sad, right? So, boom, open Q and A. So Monday, Mondays, you every Monday, three thirty Central. If you have comments, questions, thoughts, please go ahead and drop it in. 
Otherwise, we can keep on going. Going So once. it looks like we did have a question from, from last week, probably. So how to build a team starting out in multifamily? I think so they all two types of team, I'd say. Yeah. There's your vendors and the team to get the deals yes. done yes. and managed. So that is having good, you know, a syndication attorney, a mortgage broker, uh, you know, insurance agent, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the things that go into that team to get the deal closed and operate the two with a good managing company and all those pieces, right? So that's one version of a team. Yep. The other team maybe you're getting to is really, hey, how do you have immediate good partners, right? Well, I was going to say, so you have a couple, there's there's three, there's actually three different teams, right? So you could do what me and Ferris did, which was we actually formed a company. It's called Disrupt Equity, right? You know, we are business partners and we have, so we go out and we buy deals under that brand, right? Then there's people that, hey, this guy has money, this, people has, this guy has deals, they partner together on a deal, right? That, I call them kind of deal partners, yep. right? And I think in all cases, those two scenarios, you need to like, know, and trust those people. You need to vet those people, right? You need to make sure that, hey, these people are gonna be people that you're gonna be in bed with for the next three, five, maybe even longer than that, 10 years. It could be tumultuous. Make sure you're gonna like, know, and trust those people very, very um, deeply because otherwise, you know, if things go south, that person walks, or you're trusting that person with money or projects and they don't do that, that could turn into those fractured partnerships that we all hear about. But I would say to even get to that point, right, you still need a good vendor team, yep. right? And again, to recap those, right, property management, insurance, mortgage broker, general contractor, attorney, SEC, and transactional attorney, and ultimately, you know, we have a lot of good of those, those people that are on our rule of deck. If you need referrals, definitely reach out to us, let us know. Yeah. So you want to start there. Get your team together, then go find some deals, partner up. Then maybe down the road, you have a, you know, you kind of start finding out what you want to partner, and then maybe you start formalizing something, right? But now when you're starting off, kind of be fluid, and you don't have to necessarily partner up right off the beginning. So I think that's something important to, to, to point out. Otherwise, if you have comments, questions, ask them, please. Otherwise, let's keep going. Boom. All right. MFIN. MFIN. One month away. I can't believe it. That's Less crazy. Less than one month away, folks. Shannon can't believe it either. It's going to be awesome. Multifamily Investor Network, our conference in Atlanta. Looking forward to seeing a lot of people out there. Should be, in, again, another packed house. And November 12th. Say, November 12th. So if you want to come check us out, come hang out with us, come see us, our friends, etc. go to mfinvestornetwork.com. Use coupon code DISRUPT to get a discount. Check it out. Uh, buy one, get one, $150 off on executive tickets because we're sold out of VIP. Again, a lot of great speakers, a lot of great panels, and ultimately it's built into the name, folks. We're going to do a lot of the good networking, and it's in Atlanta in November. It's going to be nice, the fall, everything, you know. It's going to be a good time, so come check it out. This will be our, what, seventh one? No, I think it's like the eighth, maybe. Eighth, May, eighth one? Let's see what we did. I'm excited about it. Definitely. Yeah, we've had a lot. We got three. But anyway, four, they keep growing. They keep five, getting better. We keep fine-tuning the whole thing. And again, this probably ninth, three or 400 people. Ninth. This is our ninth, ninth one. one. So really, really excited about that. But check it out, mfinvestornetwork.com. Put in Disrupt to get your buy one, get one, $150 off. That's November 12th in Atlanta, Georgia. What is coming up next week, my friend? What happens after investing in an apartment deal? Ooh, dun, what dun, does happen? Dun, something. Apparently, you gotta, stay tuned. I think that's when you have to do Season the real. Two, next is week. that the real work begins? I think that's when the real work begins, right? That's Some when the us. asset management, construction management, property management, all kind of morph together to get the business plan done. So check that out next week, Money Mondays, three thirty p.m. Central Standard. See y'all then.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equity's Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.